everyone. It is episode 376 of This Is Whole Life, the show where we discuss weekly the topics being discussed at Whole Life Church here in Orlando, Florida. And this week, we continue with The Chosen. It is our seventh installment, and it's lucky number seven. Lucky number seven. Lucky number seven. I mean, because this is our... You've done you've done all of these so far, haven't you? I the do chosen. believe I yeah. have. Yeah, six, so, yeah, six out of seven. Six out He's of seven. Pointing to Ken. I'm pointing yes. to Ken. Yeah, Jeff. Yeah. You don't preach, Jeff. Not that often. Yeah. Oh, well, he's... Uh, is he up? He's uh, he's actually on deck, as oh, it turns out. Oh, see? Now we're going to have lucky yeah, number we, eight. I, I can't have you picking on him because he just, uh, <laughs> he just agreed me a solid <laughs> and saved my uh, Labor Day vacation. Ah. So. Oh, Jeff. Yeah. That's what we do. That's what we do. Awesome. Rashawn and I have a little deal. Yeah? At the end of uh, school year begins... And the first, like, from the beginning of school to Labor Day is insanity for, a teacher, for a teacher. Yeah. And so we have a little deal that I take her out of town on Labor Day weekend, get some rest and relaxation for her, and don't hurt me yet either. But yeah, we, uh, so yeah, so to make it to so so we had somebody else lined up, and they thought they had more important things. That oh, we're be, I'm not going to name any names, of but uh, <clears throat> yeah, well, and uh, you know. <laughs> Babies and whatever, but starting anyway, starting a family. So, what I mean, so uh, so Jeff has kindly agreed to step ah, in. Nice. So that's going to be. Is that going to be in this series? No, no, that's too far. That's too far. I, you know, it'll be I'm, between series. I'm so I generous. I told Jeff he could preach about whatever he wants. <laughs> oh, Jeff gets that to may pick. Be a problem. <laughs> <laughs> well, this week it's lucky number seven because I think this is. Uh, was this the second time you've preached, mystery guest, or? How many times have you been? I mean, one was like a seven-minute yeah. thing, so maybe three and a half, two and a half. Two and a half? Maybe two, because my other one was with Daniel was You half. would never know it. You never know it. <laughs> no. I, yeah, no, no that I was, was actually well and, In fact, Randy, at this point, I just want to say I have talked as much as I want to talk for this whole episode, oh, and please, now no. I am turning it over to Carla. I think it's a- To her capable hands. It's a fair her, idea. Yeah, so I don't, I don't, I'm just going to sit back and- I don't hate that. You know, you get your phone. That way you can be yeah, totally, dis- dis- yeah. totally disconnected. I gave you there permission. We there All we right, go. There All we right. Go. So for those of you who have recognized, and of course we've already said it, but Carla is our youth pastor. And, and young adult pastor. And young adult pastor. Youth and young adult pastor. And I would just say speaker extraordinaire. Yes. She's been to the podcast before, at least... To, for the speaking as well, I think twice. Is mm-hmm. this number three? I don't talk much when I'm here, though, so that's yeah. kind of yeah. Maybe you haven't heard me that much before. <laughs> yeah, well, maybe, maybe that's maybe that's what we've been missing is just that extra. But I would say that, and I will go back. Boy, I'm gonna have to do some digging. That was how many years ago that we that you and Daniel, and then we had you on the podcast. I think it was the summer of 2019. I think you're right. Summer of 19. That makes it easy for me (laughs) to go back because the 376 plus the bonus episodes, that puts us at almost 400 episodes coming up. And uh, 376 does not include bonus? Does not include bonuses. So that's, I think when I looked the other day, I think we were just closing in on 400 total episodes for this podcast. And then, of course, we're we're closing in on 200 for Speaking of Grace with the messages as well. So... Because you did mention during today's or during this week's message, if you wanted to find out more about that story, then I just go ahead and we'll make it easy. Swipe up in today's show notes. If you are new to the Carla experience, you will be able to go back and find out more. And maybe I'll just look, I'll search your name. 
People just put all the messages in there that Carla's done. And that <laughs> way we can uh, go through the progression and you can put Carla down as your second favorite speaker here. Oh, something in my eye. <laughs> wow. Something just immediately came tearing into, up. Yeah, te- yeah, you know, came into my eyes. Sorry, put Ken. tears in my eyes too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but this week, before we get started, when we know Melanie's number one, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you're probably not listening, Melanie. But we love you and miss you anyway. This week, one of our online members, and this was from uh, from Aaron and Pie, but it was from Aaron specifically. And she sent a, an email and, and had just mentioned that, and it's a really long email. Thank you, um, and I will pass this along to everyone here, Aaron. But basically, she just she had to. I think she's been enjoying the series because she went ahead to season three, episode eight. Ooh, okay. Which closes us. Yeah, out. it's the last one that uh, that's out there. Yeah, and we won't give any spoiler alerts, but. And she said, it was my favorite episode of the series so far. Please tell me it is a staff favorite, too. And I said, well, I don't know how it you It is, could... actually. It's everyone's favorite. No, this this, last, one, this no. last one was Three. mine. Yep. This last one was mine, and my second is the one that she's referring to. Season three uh, episode so for me. Are you going to give a bonus? Uh, no, no, no. Because no we're not going to do it. That's, no, that but I'm be... saying, because that isn't one of our staff favorites. It's oh, not going to be. No, we're not, not going to be. No, right. It won't be one we go over. I don't think we can. I don't think everybody can see that one, can they? Yeah. Can they can? Oh, yeah. yeah. Every, okay. That's uh, out there. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, well, maybe that could be what you preach on, But, Jeff. hey, we want you to know that <laughs> you, you're. it's good taste. That is a good episode. No, there's nothing. Yeah, that's a really good episode, and I think that's we my— kinda, I tried not to delve too deep in—Aaron, just I tried not to de- delve deep into season three because there's so many people who haven't yeah. seen it all the way through yet. That's true. And so it's not that that isn't an awesome one that would be worthy of, of time. It's just— I only actually am doing one sermon on a season three episode. That's upcoming this week. And that is Randy's favorite. Mm, two by two. This two by upcoming. two. Coming yeah. up. So which was that? That's episode two, season three? or Episode it... three, episode two. Third season, third season, second episode. Yep. So now, I, you know, every week I've been telling you Carla's guys. Carla's seen over there looking smug, like she thinks she's going to get out of talking. Randy, I just want no. You this to... is not yet, not yet. So this is hashtag spoiler alerts every week for this because sometimes things are going to get said that maybe didn't mean to give away as much as it does. So Aaron, I'm not reading your whole email, but Jesus and si- Jesus and, and Simon have a a pretty a uh, moment, a pretty intense moment, and so. But her favorite part was the version of Psalm 77. Yeah. I have to agree with that. That was uh, that was really fun. And I also agree, filming and editing of the episode was amazing. It, it might have been their best work visually yeah. from an artistic sense, honestly. Yep. And that only goes to make sense. Uh, gear has gotten better with better financing. And <laughs> as you get into it, it just keeps looking better and better every season. And so... He said, it made me long for the faith of Psalm 77 and a truly authentic, trusting, close walk with God. I do have one question, though. Does Jesus give us trials, or does he bring trials upon us to test our faith? And if so, when he already knows our faith and how strong or weak it is, and if we will pass the test or not, he does know that already. The question is, does he give us trials to test it? And it almost seems like, well, if he does know, how much faith we have, and he does know how strong or weak it is, and he knows if we're going to pass it, why does he do it? Yeah, the Just Bible to, tells us that Jesus knows then from the beginning, so um, if you uh, if you believe in an all-knowing God, then you have to believe that God knows what's going to happen, but I think sometimes we get 
and what a great question, Aaron, right? Yep. Aaron, Aaron mm-hmm. asked this one, yeah. Aaron, that's a really super good question. Um, I think one of the things I'd encourage you to think about is that sometimes we get really hung up on the passing and failing mm. um, when maybe more of the point is the the experience. I think that maybe sometimes Jesus is less concerned about whether we pass or fail than he is what we learn from going through that moment um, and going through that experience. And sometimes failure is actually one of the the best things that can happen to us. You know, you think about, and I'm not giving spoiler alerts or what, are spoilers out here, but in a, I'm sure a future season, there's going to be a point where Peter is going to deny Jesus three times. Um, and, uh, if you're new, if you're really new to this whole thing, I'm sorry. Sorry about that. <laughs> yeah. Um, there's going to come that point, And maybe that was maybe an incredibly, even though I don't think Jesus enjoyed watching Simon fail that particular test, maybe that was a pretty important moment for Peter. Maybe it really kind of helped Peter see where where things really were at in his heart in a way that he wouldn't have ever been able to experience through hmm. through a win. And so I think that sometimes our failures, I don't think that God puts anything in our path that isn't for our benefit. In fact, we'll be talking about that a little bit this next week hmm. with the yeah. episode that's coming up. But, um, but if he knows the end from the beginning, he puts things in our path to help us have the most opportunity to really experience his grace and who he is and and who we can be uh, yeah. through these experiences. Well, I I think that is a nice segue into our our series with Car with our <laughs> sermon with Carla. I think that you know, it's hard it's hard for us to see those things that way sometimes. It's a pretty difficult way of looking at it. But it's also and you know, it's also encouraging from the standpoint of knowing that um, through through those trials, that there is, you know, there is another side of it when we when we are walking with God. So I do think that, you know, it's like arguing in in a marriage relationship. Arguing can feel really hard, you know, when you're arguing with your spouse and it's a really hard time. But that actually has a tendency of strengthening the relationship yeah. if if you do it in a in a way that can create you know where people are drawn in rather than pushed out so the first question is yours jeff with okay. the um why your favorite episode what about this oh, what good, about this one puts yeah. it uh, good call we puts made it carla up. preach on just favorite episode <laughs> and, and thank you very much by the way did she did she um, so did she do it justice your yes, favorite episode more yeah. so um and it and i actually it's my my son's an architect and uh and so um being that uh this story is about yeah yeah uh in a sense he's i mean they they i don't know if he what was was nathaniel, nathaniel really an yeah. architect i don't know i think that's holy imagination i think right it's there. their yeah. it's yeah. their piece i don't think the it. bible says yeah, I don't think that I've ever seen that. But anyway, they put him as an architect. And um, it's it's so interesting to see my son all throughout that, through that, episode. that episode. Nice. Yeah. Well, and I think I loved how they take not only the backstory for the episode, which you find this week, but if you go back to last week and the House of Tabernacle, that you know he designed and they got all the pieces and parts for and and you know everyone just like why you know why so elaborate 
that you were doing that. Wasn't that in last week's episode or was I just watching a chosen? It might <laughs> now I'm starting to lose track. Like, did we cover that one or not? That, that, no, that wasn't last week's. That was me watching another episode. Never mind. <laughs> we're not going to cover it either, but he builds a really cool house, a tabernacle for the bunch. Right. Uh, and another episode that we won't be covering. <laughs> uh, the farther we go, the harder it is to keep track of which one and what falls in which episode. But I love the clip that you used, Carla, to start, before you even spoke a word where we've kind of been over that Matthew is, you know, portrayed as probably like an autist, someone with a, maybe on the spectrum of autism. And, but in almost a rare moment of clarity, he speaks from the heart with Philip, kind of like, I, I feel like any of us would when we're confused about, you know, he's like, well, I don't know why he picked me. And Philip's like, you don't have to know why. The moment he chose you, that was, you know, that's you have everything you need to know. That That's all you need to know. And he'll give you the rest in time. So he sees it in you. And Matthew's like, well, I just wish I knew what it was. <laughs> and maybe that moment of clarity, if you hadn't resonated with Matthew as a character up until this point, I don't know how you get past that. Because I'm looking at myself and how many times I've asked the same question. What about that and where you took the message? What made you start with that clip? I think that it just put everything on the fact that when you don't feel like enough, it's that you don't have to feel like enough, that you are enough to God right now as you are. And he's going to guide you through whatever you're going to go through. Mm. Mm. It really sets the stage for Nathaniel. And it, I mean... <laughs> That's why you have to watch the episode, because so much happened with Nathaniel. And the clip that, that we saw of him underneath the tree, he's upset, a little disgusting, but I also love the fact that his breath that you see on camera, it was, if you've know, uh, seen the behind the scenes, it was in, in the low 30s when they were filming that. Another night when they're running out of daylight and they got the last take, and he literally has snot running out of his nose into his mustache. Mm -hmm. And how many times have you been just like so flustered, so upset, even times with God where, you know, I, I know I'm a hot mess and I'm not going to, I'm not changing it because I'm just so upset and the crying out is just so real. And it really, the visual part of that really, really just hit home with that clip. And, and I don't think it'll be anything we would probably say in today's modern language, but don't hide your face from me. And I'm, I mean, he says that after he's reading from the Psalms, where, right. where, where the psalmist says, Ask the Lord not to hide his face from him. And, and I, I love the way that the show writers did this, where they, they have him scream out at the end of it, Do you see me? Do you see me? Mm -hmm. Nothing, nothing, really nothing. And then Jesus later on is going to say, <laughs> I saw you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And what a way to, again, if that's the way that that story comes about and he's depressed after the, the, you know, the building collapse and he knows he's right, but he's stuck between the place we've all been where it's got to get done or it's got to get done right. And, you know, for some people that's a bigger problem than others. And being that personality, I guess I totally, re <laughs> I totally resonated <laughs> with it, with his character. But also just that whole story and the way that it all comes together. This, I mean, each week we say it, but it could be one of my favorite episodes too, because they're all just really, really good. But I love the fact 
that you set up the rest of your message using, you know, using the the episode. And then I had no idea that you, Jeff, that you were responsible for bringing that's right Carla into yep. the into the staff fold and how and how that all went down. I thought that was extremely interesting. So did I mean did she get it right? Or was did you uh, you know there weren't any other things that you had to you know try to entice with? I remember exactly when the thought Do came you? to me. Yeah, it was it was actually it was actually at a funeral. That um, I'm trying to think. I uh, I'll remember the funeral, but I can't remember it right now. But I was sitting there, knowing that Andy was leaving, and knowing that we'd already had Greg had already left, and and Andy was retiring, and I was going to be left with. <laughs> <laughs> senior pastor youth youth leader yeah, everyone's and, leaving me and i'm going through my mind i'm thinking i you know and i and literally it was a it was just it was as if i know she speaks about it in terms of looking at rainbows for me it was like a just a, a light going off in my head and i i said god if you can pull that off Somehow, I would be just astonished. And so I did call Carla that after. It was actually right after that funeral when I got home. And I called her. And she didn't say no. And I thought, There's a t- she so doesn't realize. So I don't know t- if you do realize, Carla, <laughs> how much I was, I was just praying every single day that you were away. In California, when you left, you said, "Let me think about it and go." I'm going to go. And when you call, when I, I'm not sure if I called you back or you called me back. I can't remember. I don't remember either. But um, well, it was weird because when I saw your name on my phone, I was like, "Oh no!" <laughs> <laughs> as oh, do we all. As do we all. <laughs> oh, it's Jeff. Oh no. No, but I really did. I had this feeling of like, I think he's going to ask me to help. And then I was like, so I actually had friends over and I went to my closet and I talked to you about it. So, <laughs> wow. That's- well, I'm glad that I'm glad it all worked out. I just, you know, as soon as we hung up after you said, I, I, I will give, I'm not sure about anything further, but I will, you know, go, I think you said go through August or something like that, something to that effect. And so I, I actually sat on it for a little while and then we weren't sure. I wasn't sure. And then I, I, you know, I, I said, I'm, I'm going to call Ken because Ken had already, I think by that time you had already agreed because I did call you. Mm-hmm. And um, I said, wow, I don't know how, you don't know how good this is, Ken, but we just secured Carla for our youth pastor. And yeah. you'll get to know how important that is. <laughs> so I, I remember it a little bit differently, actually. Uh-oh. Not a bad thing. I just remember you calling me up and saying, hey, I wonder how you feel about me asking Carla. This is, I know you don't know her, but you know, I think she'd be terrific. And oh, so, that's right. I think I did make that did. call after, before she actually said yes. Right. Yeah, and you're so, right. You're right. And so the crazy thing for me was that when we were down here, and Jeff said, I know you don't know who this person is, but, you know, she's terrific, blah, blah, blah. Well, 
the thing was I did know who Carla was, and the reason I did was because when we were interviewing, um, they had they we went out to eat with the search committee. The, the, That's right. The, and That's right. Um, my kids sat right next to um, Daniel and Carla, hmm. and very specifically remember um, as we were driving back to the place we're staying that that evening i said to my kids so how awful was that for you because generally going to uh, your dad's interview <laughs> how awful is that that's awesome generally going to your dad's interview is like not one of the more <laughs> optimum things Times, that you can yeah. possibly do and kyle and eric are like we sat next to the coolest people we sat next to daniel and carla and they are so cool and blah, blah, blah. And they were like, oh, Carla's just awesome. She's so – and so when Jeff – That's right. When I Jeff call, called me call and you. said, I don't think you know. I said, no, I know exactly. And my kids adored her. So that that makes complete sense. Let's – yeah, this sounds good. So, Let's do it. Yeah. Well, the so other, that's the rest of the story. Well, <laughs> and there was more story that I figured out I didn't know was that you were a PK – for yeah, Pastor's for a time. Kid. Yeah, mm-hmm. so I mean, I was like, well, so no. she can speak to sitting in on parents' <laughs> interviews. <laughs> no wonder Carla feels like my tribe. I mean, the pay, me and the PKs which, have always which may been, be the always been why tight. She was reticent to give me an answer, <laughs> right? So she said, yeah. So was it really the fact that maybe part of your upbringing during that time would have been like, man, I don't want to be a part of that, or what was it that was making you hesitant, other than just maybe just not knowing? With any new job, like, I don't know how it's going to be, or do I want to do this? Well, a large part of it is that I went to school for so long and paid Mm -hmm. so much money to finish this degree. And I had actually gone through a residency program and taken a a test. And so Mm -hmm. (laughs) it was that. But then it was also we had volunteered for high school for several years um, before Mm -hmm. my injury. And never once was I the person that was like teaching class or doing anything up front. I was always like the snack lady, talking to people. <laughs> the snack lady. So no, that was, the kids like you, so that lady. was, I was never up front. And I really, honestly, the only time that I've ever felt comfortable up front was after my injury. And I don't hmm. know. I think that's some level of peace that Scott has given me to like, hey, I've called you this. I'll help you through it type of thing. But normally I would be a wreck up front. Well, man, that's uh, that's uh, that's powerful because then it really it, we always say that you know God won't give you more than you can handle, or if He brings you to something, He'll give you the tools you need. And those are handy little sayings we like to pull out of our pocket <laughs> to either entice someone to you know maybe be a part of something or to you know put that in their thought process, like yeah, this might be something. But if that because now you seem totally at peace. You seem calm. You seem like the, every word was chosen specifically that you gave this past week. And it really, it really was, wow, she's done already, but I don't want it to be done because there should be more, right? Because it just felt that way. So that's a, that's a, that's a, that's a really big deal. I can't explain it. Yeah. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> no, I mean, that, that's, that's great. So as soon as you said Hawaii, well, first you said you talked about the rainbows as being the sign or the fleece, as it were. And then you said Hawaii, and I was like, oh, that's not going to end well. Because after, just like you, not ever have – that was your first time to Hawaii? Uh, no, but it no? was first time as an adult. As an adult. Yeah. So 
just knowing when we were there, everywhere you turn, there's one rainbow, two rainbows. We found the end of the rainbow, no pot of gold, by the way. There was a double yellow line on the middle of a little highway off North Shore. And the license plates in any place you go that has um, things for tourists has are full of them. Mm-hmm. And so out of that, I was I was immediately wanting to hear the rest of that story. And then I want to know, did you ever find the the Menzies? Did you ever find the one like on a corporate, like on their website? Or? I've tried. I still honestly, uh, last week I looked for it again. Again? And I could not find it. So if anybody can find it, just don't tell me. Because <laughs> <laughs> now I don't want to know. That had to be a hard, frustrating thing to go through, though, to see this all around. And it's like, well, there's your sign. And then did you argue with yourself? Did you ever come to a moment where you just said, all right, maybe I didn't pick the best sign, but apparently <laughs> you're going to now hold this, you know, to, you're going to hold me to this. Did you ever have a moment where you were just at peace? Was it the rainbows or something else? I think it was the rainbows specifically that I did the same thing twice. Um, but what's difficult about asking for a sign is when you get your answer, you have to follow through. <laughs> and so there was a part of me where I was like, oh, this is actually what I have to do now. <laughs> um, and it's been great. Um, but there was that moment of like, okay, like I am not ready for this, but I guess we'll just try it out. Okay. Because, I mean, 40 days leading up to that wasn't just nothing either, right? So are you with referring... The prayer, with your prayer journey and yeah. then going through that. I mean, that's a lot to invest into this decision and then to have that whole, it just made me, like, I felt your, I felt angst for you, whether that was what you were feeling and that, oh boy, <laughs> this, well, is, this is it. And the 40 day prayer journey was actually separate from the rainbows. That was actually for healing of my spinal oh, cord injury. Right. Yeah. Oh, I, I put that in the wrong. Yeah. No, no, no okay, you're no. good. I put it in the wrong line. Yeah, yeah. 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 So that was something else that had happened. And that was a piece of the story that I resonated with it a lot. Just that, what did you feel in that? I'm just curious what you felt in that because when when Emily was born before we had a, a, a diagnosis, they I mean the doctors were pretty sure. Um, but the geneticist who worked that sees all the kids in Orlando that ha, that are born with Down syndrome was on vacation just so happened. And so of course you have to wait a couple of weeks for blood work to get done and they were going to rush it. But one of my clients who happened to be a doctor where she was born said, well, I'm not sure, Randy. And I, I, looking back, I can realize now with clear judgment that he was clearly trying to make me feel better and just mm-hmm. say, Hey, until we know, just, you know, just love her. Don't worry about all the rest. It's not a, it's not a big deal, even if it comes back positive. And so he was really just trying to bring some peace to the chaos. A nurse's aide who was on rotation had caused everything to go south in like less than a minute. And I still th- I still look back at that and sometimes I feel a little embarrassed. That I'm like, did I really think God was going to do this? We had an anointing ceremony and we're like, look, she doesn't have a diagnosis yet. And if you just healed her, then, you know, who would know? Mm-hmm. And But we would be happy to tell everyone that you did, you know, and, you know, give you the glory, all those things that we talk about. Did you feel like, did you, where, where were you at in that? Cause I think that's a, a huge part. We don't always take steps to do things for ourselves until 
we're convinced God is really going to show us somehow that we're going to do it or that we're enough. And like maybe being the part that you talked about being enough, like if he did this, then I know, right? I know I'm enough. If he were to answer this, this prayer journey and, and for healing, well, then I would know. How did you feel when you first went through it? And then after, how did you look at that? It was actually hard for me to even start that prayer journey just because like Mm -hmm. there's a lot of emotions that go through every day asking for that. But I I wasn't I was disappointed, but I wasn't surprised that I was going to be in this wheelchair. And it's just one of those things where I know that God's capable of the miracle, but it may not be either the right time or the right thing. And for whatever reason that is, I have to live with that. And um God's going to let me know. I have some questions when I get there, but I think I'm okay. I'm at peace with where I'm at now. What's brought the peace? Have you gotten clarity about anything? No, I I don't think that I've gotten clarity in this. I've always said this too, is one of the things that people always ask me after they find out that I was shot is they ask me, did they catch the person? (laughs) Yeah. And that is like a level of clarity of like, who did this? I'm actually... And Daniel says the same thing. I'm actually glad I don't know who did it. Because for me, I would then have a person and a face to look at and be mad at for the position that I'm in. At this point, it's up in the air and it's like, I don't know who did this. I don't and I don't need to know because it wouldn't change anything. It wouldn't change my ability, my pain. It wouldn't do anything for me except potentially make it worse. So I'm at the point where I don't need to know or have God give me this clarity as to why this happened. I'm just okay with where it is right now. Of course, I would want it to be different. I I would change it, but this is where we're at now. I love that because, you know, when, when you're part of a community where, like, obviously you've learned to deal with all the things that entail your chair the the what happened and the and maybe not the well maybe still struggling with the why I, I think maybe we'll always have the why for us we blamed god because well you're the i knew you before, you know i knit you together in your mother's womb and we're like yeah thanks a lot for that you know appreciate that and it you know you have a tendency to be angry with god or or if you did know or who you think you know did what you wanted fixed but I loved how you changed that because so many times also people want to know, did you consider aborting? And we're like, well, we didn't, we didn't know ahead of time. And so it's interesting to hear how people that when you have something that you can't hide, you're in a wheelchair, Emily has Down syndrome, you can't, you know, it's not a diagnosis that you can hide or you can run from. You have to be prepared to answer questions or you'll drive yourself crazy trying to avoid them. And I liked how you turned the messages, the message into that it wasn't, it's not about being in a wheelchair or having uh, a condition. It's about whether or not we feel like, like being enough. And that is, I know that I'm I'm teetering now because every next week we're going to be kind of in this same territory again with the next episode. And how have you found that just for yourself that you, where did you find your being enough? And has it been this new change that God brought for you and, and being involved with the youth and, you know, leading that group? Because I mean, both services, it was like, Carla, we love you. We can hear you from the sermon in the back. I mean, and 
you know, that's a that's a pretty cool place to be to have the admiration and the love of a group that can be hard to connect with sometimes. Yeah, yeah, teenagers. That's a they're the best. <laughs> See that? Well, there you go. No, I think that um, I don't think there's ever going to be a point where you feel like you're completely enough. Yeah. Because society tells you differently in so many different ways. Mm, yeah. And so some of it is preaching the sermon to tell myself again. <laughs> yeah. And I and I think that before my injury, I had these same types of feelings with different things. And I think sure. I don't think there's a person who doesn't have these types of feelings. And so um, it's something that we constantly have to remind ourselves of. For us, it, it's it, it, we've learned that there's so many people. Once they meet Emily and they see past what you what you see, just like I'm sure your chair, people assume things about what you're able to do, who you might be, and then when they find out that Carla is like this amazing person that we all want to spend time with, and that we love it that our kids are feeling loved on, and that when you see the the fruits of someone else's ministry. It manifest itself in your kids. And it's finding those little pieces. What do you tell someone that is still looking for, like they may not have a, a an injury, it may be whatever that they're feeling not being enough about. What do you tell someone that, that maybe you've learned as a, maybe you're a bit of an expert or of what it takes every day to find that piece of it? And then hold on to it. I mean, I don't try to tell anybody um, necessarily advice because I think that's very personal. I think we all struggle with different things. But I think the element of being close to Jesus and with the metal in the forge and seeing him everywhere and then also putting yourself in situations where you see Jesus everywhere. Because there are a lot of people who will take you away from Jesus. And so putting Mm. yourselves in the friend groups that are good for you um, and a lot of different areas of your life that um, can be helpful. But I think it's a struggle that especially teenagers go through a lot. And it's really just giving them your time and attention, I think, because I think that your time and attention shows them, oh, wait, they want to know me too. And I, so that's Hmm. what I try to do is I don't necessarily try to tell them anything. I just try to look them in the eye and listen. That's a good. That's a good way to go about it. I like it. Well, that's. I like what she said regarding the fact that she goes. I don't know if anybody has not had those feelings and thoughts about themselves. <laughs> sure. Yeah. So if we can, if we can bump that to, I'm not the only one here that feels this way. That maybe something I say or something I do for another person may. It, it may not track right away, but all of a sudden I'm realizing that I might be placed here because somebody else is feeling more that way even than I am. You know, sure, walking yeah. into, if you're a, a new person walking into a, you know, a class for the very first time, um, it's very easy to, to think that way that I'm the, I'm the odd one out. I'm the one that nobody, you know, that nobody knows and I don't know anybody else. So it's hard, you know, it's hard to brush, brush out of that. But then all of a sudden you realize there's a person right behind me and it was their first day too. <laughs> yeah. And so you can kind of, you can kind of see, oh, maybe I'm here for that person. All I'm saying is. No, for sure. There's just a nicer way to think about it if we, if we're not always just thinking about where we're at ourselves. 
You know, it's weird that during this message, I, I didn't get to see it live, but I ran into people. I was in Wisconsin this past week for a memorial for my aunt and then a memorial for my cousin, which I only planned to be there for one, but it just so happened that I was there for two. And a couple of people who I probably haven't seen since graduation, which was multiple decades ago. We can just leave it there <laughs> since I've seen them. And you don't realize even on social media how closely people follow your life sometimes because for whatever reason, there's something about you and them that they feel a connection or maybe you felt that connection with them, but it's just been time. And I got a couple of notes through social media that were very nice and just said, you know, it's been a long time since we've talked. It was great catching up and you're still this person, blah, 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 blah. And you've been an inspiration to me for whatever reason, or it's still good to see that there are, you know, just and try not to pat myself on the back here because I don't deserve it necessarily for what some of the comments were very generous. And I'm like, well, that's what happens when you don't see somebody from a distance, you know, those kinds of things. But whatever, this, Randy, but at the you same, know, we send you those notes every day, <laughs> but at the same time, it just, it was a good reminder of as people are celebrating somebody's passing and they're telling all the stories of what that person meant to them. And you start to realize that, oh, that was a quality I knew, but I didn't interact that way with even with my aunt. Somebody else did. And you realize that it, it is you're enough for God in so many ways to so many people that it, it really, really took me back a little bit. And then when I watched the message twice this morning, getting ready for the podcast, it really brought that home more that the days that I really beat myself up or I listen to somebody's being somebody being critical of me and maybe it's well-deserved even there's so many ways that we just don't know that God uses us to be enough that I, I, it made your message all the more powerful. And that was just, that's something that I'm taking with me and I'm, I'm still sitting after this weekend where there was a lot of sorrow, but there was a lot of really uplifting things that came from that as people, shared. And I think it's a, a good way to remember that we don't always see how God's using us or how we're being enough for him. So there were not a ton of questions, but there was a ton of comments. So we're going to get, we'll get started. We'll breeze through these and we'll get to the questions. But, and so Carla, I'm, I'm sorry to do this to you, but you're going to have to listen to people be nice to you for a little bit. So that's, uh, it's always hard, but, uh, Denise said, Carla, you are such an inspiration to me and the high schoolers. Thank you for your authenticity today and always. And I think she's the the authenticity word is what strikes home to me that it just felt like Carla was just sharing as you would with any other any other friend. And that uh, that means a lot. God's girl said, thank you for sharing your story. And thank you, Jesus, that we are more than enough. And that's for him. And that's that's pretty cool. Aaron asks, is there a typical or normal, and how do we know that how we are actually needs healing, or if it is okay and just different? So maybe you just feel like, oh, I'm not sure I fit in certain places or certain groups, and how do I know if that's just okay or if I'm if I'm different, or maybe do I need a little healing? <laughs> We're, we have eyebrows uh, raising on opposite sides Carlos, of the... <laughs> Carlos trying to get in out of being... Uh... Being the main main event here, so <laughs> go for it, Carla. I don't want to take that away from you. No, I wouldn't either. I'll I'll say something, and then you can say something. <laughs> oh, okay, okay, I like that. I mean, society is 
constantly creating the norms. And so there are a lot of people who fit outside of that, depending on where you are. Mm. Um, but I think that it would take a lot of work, but I think that that I'm hoping, I think at whole life we've done a lot of work to make that to where everybody feels welcome here. Mm, yeah. And I think anybody who's here, if they can take that out to their circles, that's how change starts to happen. But it's, it would be very slow, but worth it. Well said. Yeah. Oh, I think that's per- yeah, perfect. See, you got this down. All right. So the um, what if we don't see – SM wants to know what if we do not see any specific confirmations of what God will or would have us choose, they're not seeing the rainbows. If that we don't get that confirmation, then what do we do? I don't think that there's one plan that God has for us and that he can work in whatever path we take and he can use us in that way. And so sometimes it's tough to know what is the right thing to yeah. do. But I think that just know that God can use you whatever path you take. That would be my oh. opinion. I like that Jeff. Jeff is giving in a, a, yeah. a, a nodding <laughs> approval, and it, I'm, I'm thinking I mean, it looks like you're ready. I mean, well, when you think about it, um, we make a lot of decisions without putting out fleece, and and some of those are good. <laughs> some of those end up kind of bad, but um, it, I think sometimes the learning of you know making those choices. But the fact that we do put out the fleece, I think, is part of, I mean, think about it. It's sometimes how we even pray. It's like, I'm putting this out there. And then, you know, then we say, your will be done. And, uh, but in your case, you made a decision, you made a choice. And I think, uh, <laughs> I'm going to say this. Yeah, go ahead. I, 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 I think the biggest issue is nobody likes making decisions alone. Nobody wants to mm. be alone in this. And so when there's some kind of solidarity or when there's some kind of affirmation, that feels good. But it doesn't mean sometimes when you make a decision that doesn't get, you know, affirmation, sure. that it's the wrong one. And that's the part that I think sometimes we have to be careful that's difficult, especially if the person yeah. that's giving you the affirmation is someone that you trust, you trust and or maybe about. has even given you good, uh, you know, yeah. good uh, advice yeah. before. Yeah. Uh, Trafina Powell Brown, uh, Trafina, it's good to see your name back on our on our comments yep. and questions list. Yeah, She's, welcome back. Yeah, she said, "Oh wow, Carla, I wondered where you were going to take this episode of the Chosen. Well done." You spoke to me today after a life-changing experience myself, and now I get it, being in a wheelchair myself now. Virtual hugs, by the way, I also thought PT was my destiny, but only did it for two years. God has so much other plans for us than we have for ourselves. Oh, bless her. I feel like PT is a gateway uh, career. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, Mike. <laughs> like, seriously. Yeah. I, no. Like, most of the PTs I meet, they're not doing PT. They're doing, like, all kinds of everything but PT. <laughs> they're running hospitals. They're running churches that, like, yeah. I don't know what it is about PT school, but it seems to prepare you to, like... For life. Like, it's, oh, it's man. Launch, launch rockets. We're just um, the best. There you go. I mean, I can't argue with you. Like, I'm, I'm serious. Like, this... <laughs> 
Well, but, there, there you go, Maria. My niece is in year five, I think. She's at Andrews right now. She was, uh, I just saw her when I was in Wisconsin, and it was her last break before, you know, basically no more breaks <laughs> until everything is done. So there you go. Yeah, Pass- prepare yourself for a different career, yeah. Maria. Yeah. So, so do the PT Enjoy thing. Enjoy your PT with. for a year or two, and then, you know, <laughs> yeah. then get to what God really has for you. <laughs> oh, man. That's uh, <laughs> maybe God didn't intend anybody to do PT for a career like for, whoa, forever. Whoa. I don't know. Oh, I mean, man, man. Is that man. possible? PT is great. <laughs> I'm not saying it's not. I'm just saying it's yeah. like, have you? I mean, I'm anyway. All the, all <laughs> the PTs probably, out all there the PTs are, going... are going to be like, yeah. I'm going <laughs> like, to get smacked at church. Pretty I'm soon, gonna... the P, you got the PTs thinking now. Well, I did yeah. get that offer. Maybe I should. <laughs> should I have thought of that? Because I don't know. Maybe that was my second career I should have taken. Oh my goodness. So Joe said, "Thank you, Carla, for your message today. I was so blessed because of it." T. Cinco, we are clearly told that we are created by God who declared everything he made as good. Why is it our nature to instead believe the lie that we are broken beyond repair? And why do we put that same burden on others? And that's a that's a um an anonymous said in response, do you think that is what the devil exactly wants us to think that we are not enough? Yeah. And mm-hmm. I think that's yeah. I think yeah. Yeah. Yep. But why is it so? Why is it always that? And that's the question I know we can't answer because we 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 bump heads with it in the comments multiple times a month. Is it always comes back to why is it so much easier or seemingly easier to listen to the devil that just wants to make you miserable and doubt yourself, doubt your other people in your life that are speaking into your life and. You're studying your Bible. You're having, you know, your worship time. You're praying. You're waiting for answers. You're looking for rainbows, and it just sounds like crickets. And then it just makes it so much easier somehow to just think, well, yeah, it must be the negative. Is it just because there's so much negativity in our world that it just seems to be the path that we need to to easily follow? Why is it so hard to go? God's got me. I know this. I just I just read it, but I don't believe it. But I'll believe that it's all doom and gloom. I just that's the part I don't. I, I just don't. You know, I don't know how to think. It, I don't know how to put it into something that you can easily overcome because we all fall into it seemingly pretty easy. Maybe not Ken. <laughs> <laughs> Ken, I yeah, well, he, he was kind of given the look. Where were you? Spaying him? No, it's just oh, waiting for Carla to. Just waiting for Carla oh, to give, yeah, well, that's what... give her opinion because <laughs> well, and, and PTs rule the world. So, so do PTs go through that too, Carla? Imposter like? syndrome is pretty real. Yeah. Is it real? Yeah, yeah I think it's I real think so. for a lot of people. Yeah, no, absolutely. So that's a question I know we're not, we're not going to answer, but I always it's always one in my mind because it's prevalent enough in my life, I guess, that I don't ever forget. That. <laughs> don't ever forget that it's there. SM said, we always aim for protection, and that looks different to different people. Probably we should consider how valuable we are to God, agreeing with T. Cinco. And I think that is, um, I think that's great that we that we would just remember and consider that. And then finally, as I have thick paper and fat fingers, I can't get to those questions. Sounds like ah. the title of a book. <laughs> yes, thick pages and, and, and fat, fat fingers. fingers. Ah. 
Maybe see that's okay, you PTs. And if you have any writing aspirations, I've given you your title. <laughs> now begin. No, that's yours. That's yours. Now begin. Well, I'll give it away. I'm not. I'm not a writer. So what? You know, what am I going to do with it? Here you are. Maybe maybe a, writer. a maybe a podcast. Maybe it's a new. Ooh, maybe it's a new podcast. At whole life. No, just kidding. Uh, finally, our last comment came from God's Girl. She said, with today's rising, staggering numbers of depression and loneliness, how can we help others that struggle daily with not feeling like they are enough? Is there anything that we can speak to? Because that's a tough place to be, too. It's never fun to be the person that feels mm-hmm. like you're not enough and, and with... The numbers that, what was that, two weeks ago, Ken, that Ken Bradley yeah. gave you that 45% number, which is just. I think it's over 50, actually. Or, yeah, who knows? It could very well be. I mean, that's a, that's staggering to think about when you just look around a room of people that you care about and just go, wow, 50%, at least statistically, would be, we, you know, are probably struggling with some form. So that's a good question. So, how do we, how do we help people with. With Man. that, Carla. Yeah, Carla. Jeff, you are the mental health. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff's the mental no. health. Uh, I mean, yes. I think no, no. But what have you found helpful to you? Like, is as I mean, how? I think what I said earlier in terms of just giving your time and attention to somebody, mm. I think is huge. Um, spending time with them, but also letting them know that you're not going anywhere that oh yeah when it gets bad like i'll still be there yeah i like that you know i'll give a shout out to our stephen ministers Mm -hmm. and i know we do that occasionally here but i just after having my wife become a stephen minister and go through the training and just watching how she dealt with others in her life including me in a in a more constructive and a more positive way by just listening better you know, I I feel like is the you can correct me, Jeff, if I'm wrong, but that seems like the core tool of what they do is just to be exceptional listeners. Maybe steer them back into, you know, pos- more positive areas, but to just really make that person feel like they're being heard and that they're that they are enough, that they are, you know, you're justifying that the, that they're worth your time to listen to. And that seems like such a big part of it. And maybe that's a missing part of what the rest of us don't do so well. Yeah. Um, you know, a, a really, a, a, they're finding more and more research. And by the way, Stephen Ministries is literally now one of the top uh, entities for looking at grief. That's mm. one of the best research we have out there. But they're finding that it's not just somebody coming alongside of you and not just having somebody listen to you. Cause you know, they always, always you think all you need is somebody that can attentively listen and, and then you're okay. And they're finding that reducing criticism mm. and a lot of times the criticism that gets levied is mostly from yourself to yourself. <laughs> <laughs> that's no, that's definitely true. Yeah, but you know, and you can kind of you can kind of see it when you when you're critical of other people. But a lot of times, you know, when you think about it, no one's going to want to listen to me. Yeah. Matter of fact, that's some of the biggest resistance that we have for getting a caregiver because we say, "Hey, you're going through this grief right now. Would you like somebody to come?" And in their mind, they're thinking, 
yeah, they're not going to want to spend an hour with me. What, what would I have to say to them? Or it's this critical nature of ourselves that either we don't need somebody uh, because we're going to, you know, we're going to be able to we do, it ourselves, do it ourselves. Yeah. And that's a criticism yeah. in a sense that I'm, that I'm in a way not able, you know, I can't, I don't want somebody else in my world, so to speak. But there's also the other side of it. I'm not worthy or worth somebody's time. Mm. So do we have right now, do we have Stephen ministers available? If yeah, someone we do. Needs? Actually. Yeah. Cause I know they get paired up with someone and, and we so have we have some, some available. All right. If you swipe up in today's show notes, you are going to find a link uh, on our website. There's a little bit more information about the ministry and there's also their email addresses right there on the page. So if you're feeling like maybe right now you could use that kind of listening and that kind of someone coming alongside of you, then I would encourage you to check it out. It's, it's, fully confidential. And uh, we've had a lot of people who've gone through here that have since said, yeah, I, I went through and it was pretty awesome. And it was something that really made a difference in my life. I don't know how I would have done it without them. So it might be something that could be of use to you. Also, Carla's messages that we've had before will be there. If you want to watch the show for this upcoming week, uh, the link will be in there as well from The Chosen, as is everyone. If you go back to any one of the episodes, if you've missed any of this series, if you click on the word The Chosen, it will take you directly to the website and then to the episode that we are referencing. And upcoming this week is Season 3, Episode 2, as we already mentioned, 2 by 2 and this is my favorite uh, for a lot of reasons. There's one that might be obvious afterwards to you, that, um, but something that really made a difference in my life uh, not too long ago, the first time I saw it, that I wasn't expecting. And then there was other parts about the episode that it, 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 if you've if you've been a Christian for a long time and you struggle with certain ideas about what you're supposed to do as a Christian, I feel like it's one of the best episodes that brings a little humor and maybe some introspection as to the things that Jesus, we think Jesus may or may not be asking us to do. So I thoroughly have enjoyed that episode. So I look forward to that Friday night, of course, as always, if you're local, seven o'clock is still the magic hour uh, mm -hmm. for this. It is. Carla, yep. are we are we popcorn in it? There's going to be popcorn. Well, all right. Well, I'm going to be there this and week. And you're going to be hosting it, Randy. Yeah, I'm going to host it this week. I'll uh, I'll go over a few things um, probably before, maybe before or after. We'll do a little Q&A like yep. um, before. That's kind of fun. So I will be here this Friday. I would love to say hello. So if you're, you know, if you're local or if you need to make a trip, I mean, if you start planning now, you can get a pretty good seat on some airlines, there's some good deals right now. So if you're not local, <laughs> come on down. I know a couple of you listen in Canada, so I'm just saying. <laughs> weather's been not great here, but, you know, you Better can Better than come. there. I don't know. Wisconsin was pretty nice. Was it? Like 82 degrees. and All um, that wildfire stuff is and cleared that, up. And that 45% humidity. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's pretty nice. <laughs> Makes you go, let's see, I could probably work remotely for a week before they'd make me come back, right? <laughs> <laughs> but no, seriously. You can try it. Come on. <laughs> but come on down. Be the next contestant and join us on third floor 305 at 7 p.m. And otherwise, we're ready for this next week. Anything else happening next week? We're nothing else special. It's like we. I feel like we've had we've had GLS, we've had VBS, we've had uh, chosen with World Vision. I just feel like there's got to be more that I'm missing. <laughs> and I wasn't here this weekend, so I'm really just hoping that I'm not missing anything. Anything else? No, that's no, it. No, no, I don't. I think that's. 
covers it. That, that covers it. All right. Well, Carla, as always, it was a pleasure to have you. Thank you. you should come back. Come back more often. You should. Don't wait three, four years. Uh-huh. Yeah. We'll, well think I, about that. I think Ken can fix that, can't you, Ken? <laughs> well, I think I can. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. We should have a we should have a poll. Who thinks that Carla should preach more often? Oh let's maybe. not. Let's just you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, we, we just I mean, it's selfish, but we just want more. Yeah. Because it was good. It was really good. So if you didn't catch the message as our final goodbye, if you didn't catch Carla's message, you can catch it on our website, wholelife.church. It's right there on the front page. And we'll look forward to talking to you guys next, uh, next Wednesday, as always. So have a great week. 